you made it really special and holy, and I'm about to tell a silly story, but we're going to get back to that. And, and, and the purpose of the silly story is, is, is to remind us how silly we are, right? How flawed and messed up and broken we are, and, and uh, there's no better illustration than a story from my life to that. Can I get an Amen. Yeah, so, um, amen. So I got this friend, um, Earl, who's a saint. He's a great guy. And um, he married a preacher's kid, so that makes him a saint, right? He's, you know, working with God to um, really redeem, you know, what it's like to be a preacher's kid. And, uh, and he and I, he's the first guy to tell me how great Band of Brothers was, the, the TV miniseries, and I've watched it a couple times. And, and, uh, and he likes to run, and I hate running. And, uh, and he's talked me into running with him a little race. Uh, it's a 10K, um, and it's uh, up at, on the mountain that was the location where the actual 506th um, first paratrooper group, but, but also where they filmed it. It's, uh, it's, it's a mountain outside of Toccoa, Georgia, called Currahee. And um, it's a 10K that they run three miles up and three miles down. And he's talked me into that. And um, we've been talking about it for six months now. And, um, and so on Friday, I started training. <clears throat> Did I mention it's in three weeks? <laughs> it's in three weeks. It's October the 6th. And, uh, and I run a little bit. But I, I don't love it. I don't love it. I walk a lot. But I, I, don't, I don't love running. And so I'll run like a mile once a week and, you know, and just huff and puff. But... But I did the math, because like, that's my spiritual gift. And so, um, <clears throat> so I said, okay, uh, if I run one mile on Friday, and then I add a tenth of a mile the next day, and the next day and the next day, I'd be like at 3.2 miles on like, the day of the, of the, of, of the event. And, um, and I know that it's uphill, so I'll have to factor that in. So on Friday morning, I got up, and I went down to the gym, and I got on the treadmill, and I was like, I'm going to run one mile. Got it, you know, and I'm going to set the elevation because it's pretty steep there. Uh, I think it's like 1,700 feet from the bottom to the top is just the change in elevation. So I set the elevation at like eight degrees, right, and I start running. And I, and I, I back it down a little bit. I'm running like five and a half miles an hour, um, and, uh, and I go a quarter of a mile. And I'm telling you, they get the paddles out, and they've like, you know, they're doing the chest compressions and... And so I back it down to like four and a half miles an hour, and I'm able to go seven-tenths of a mile, and I'm done. And I back it down, and I'm like, you know, literally just crawling on all fours. And, and here's the point of the silly story, right? Number one, we've established that Scott's not in shape to run this 10K, so I'm going to be walking it, right? Amen? <laughs> so we've established that. Um, but, but, but here's the point of the story, is that my mind is super clear, on what needs to be done, right, to, to, to win the day. I mean, my mind is super clear on it. And, and I got to say, um, because I now walk a lot, quote, unquote, whatever that means, because I now walk a lot, my muscles don't hurt. I wasn't even sore the next day. I mean, you know, that's not a brag. That's just reality. But my lungs are a different story altogether, okay? <laughs> so, like, my mind is for it, right? My, my feet are okay, you know, because I bought the pair of shoes that Connor runs in. And, um, and so, you know, like my feet are okay and my, my legs are okay, but my lungs aren't there, right? And, and the thing is, the thing is, I can't get done when I want to get done unless all of it's working together. 
Because, because we can't function in isolation. We are not made to live alone. But we, but we are made to take the mountain. We, we are made to climb to the top and, and to keep climbing. And so, so I'd like to tell that story um, and get back to, to really the holiness of what it means to be in this room. If, uh, if you would join with me as we read the Bible together, it starts in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. I'll read a few verses and then I'll sort of skip around and there's a lot of Bible to be read today. Turn with me as we, uh, as we seek out God's direction for our lives. And even, even not just God's direction, but God's method for our lives to achieve the direction. And this is what he says here. So then, brothers and sisters, we ask and encourage you in the Lord Jesus to keep living the way you already are. And even do better in how you live and please God, just as you learned from us. You know the instructions we gave you through the Lord Jesus. God's will is that your lives are dedicated to him. And then, and, then it's, and then it trails off there. Paul immediately explains that he's referring kind of first to sexual immorality. I mean, he says, he says that one of the first ways that Christians are supposed to set themselves apart from the non-believing world is how they live with their bodies, Right? But he continues and says this later on in the next few verses. God didn't call us to be immoral, but to be dedicated to him. Therefore, whoever rejects these instructions isn't rejecting a human authority. They are rejecting God who gives his Holy Spirit to you. See, so, so what we get here is, is that God has given us a divine purpose and has given us the Holy Spirit as the power to achieve it. God has given us a direction, but has also given us the method and the energy by which to achieve it. He says this in Philippians 2, verses 12 and 13. Therefore, my loved one, just as you always obey me, not just when I am present, but now even more while I'm away, carry out your own salvation with fear and trembling. God is the one who enables you both to want and to actually live out his good purposes. Again, a reference to a divine purpose, but also a reference, uh, though he doesn't say the words, to the Holy Spirit. What does it say? God, who enables you both to want and to actually live out his goal, uh, good purposes. That's just parentheses, Holy Spirit, is what he's talking about right there. And then he says, one chapter later, the goal I pursue is the prize of God's upward call in Christ Jesus. And that's it. And we're good. He's given us a purpose, and he's given us the Holy Spirit, and we're, and we're good, right? I mean, here's the thing. Every Sunday morning, by, by this many minutes into the sermon, at this point, I've usually asked some question that needs to be solved. I've usually, I've usually or the world has usually, has usually encroached on us and created some challenge that needs to be addressed, or, or at minimum, there's some tension in what, the, in, in what the Bible's saying that needs to be addressed, but this is pretty straightforward and cut and dry. I mean, he's, got a, he's given us a purpose, and he's given us the Holy Spirit, and so we're good, right? We're, we're good, except, except that in my flawed human nature, I'm going to try to do this by myself, which, 
which, which again, if you, don't read, if you don't read but just a few passages, a few select passages of the Bible, that's going to be where you go. I mean, I literally just read a bunch that said, like, it says, he, he says in, in Philippians 2, work out your own salvation. That sounds individual. You know, you, 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 brothers and sisters, go and, and do right. And don't mess up. And especially don't mess up when it comes to sexuality and, 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 and immorality. Don't do right. I mean, it sounds like he's talking to an individual. Could it, be, could it be that the tension isn't in the text? Could it be the tensions in my heart? My heart, which would lead me to try to do this by myself. And the fact of the matter is, I can't. I, I, I can't. I, I, see, I, 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 I see the numbers on the treadmill display. And my mind says, I can do that. It's just a mile. But, but I can't. I can't do it without you. I can't do it without us. I'm going to... Um, I'm going to give the students in the room a, a, a little preview of what Charity's got going on tonight and next week. Uh, she was sharing with me the other day uh, about what she's teaching, but it's, uh, it's, it's a word not just for middle schools and high schools. It's a word for all of us. It's uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 12. This is the picture of what it means to be pursuing this divine purpose together. Christ is just like the human body. A body is a unit and has many parts, and all the parts of the body are one body, even though there are many. We were all baptized by one Spirit into one body, whether Jew or Greek or slave or free, and we all were given one Spirit to drink. Certainly the body isn't one part, but many. If the foot says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not a hand, does that mean it's not a part of the body? What's the answer to that? No. If the ear says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not an eye, does that mean it's not a part of the body? What's the answer to that? If the whole body were an eye, what would happen to the hearing? And if the whole body were an ear, what would happen to the sense of smell? But as it is, God has placed each one of the parts in the body just like He wanted. If all were one and the same body part, what would happen to the body? But as it is, there are many parts but one body. So the eye can't say to the hand, I don't need you. Or in turn, the head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. Instead, the parts of the body that people think are the weakest are the most necessary. And he, he goes on in amazing fashion and describes the various parts of the body and the various categories of the body and, and why we cover this and why we don't cover this and why we honor this. And, and, it's, and it's beautiful. And his point to all of it, and I can't read it all, we'll run out of time. His, his point to all of it is we cannot separate ourselves from the body. I mean, imagine for some of us, for some of us in the room, imagine to be a young set of eyes again, right? Because mine are so bad now, right? Imagine to be able to see crystal clear up close and far away. And, and, and to think, and to think, I, I, I don't need anybody else because cause, cause I, can, I can do my job by myself. 
But what good is it to see clearly up close and far away if you can't go anywhere without the legs and the feet that carry you there? Or or what good is it to even be able to see it wherever you are and not be able to interpret what it is you're seeing without the mind that takes the complete mystery of how God has made the universe and takes the little electrical frequencies that are entering into the mind and translated into the to the 4K color that we can see. I by myself cannot do what I need to do without all of you. I heard in his own words this week a fellow named Andrew Card repeat the sentence that, uh, that he had said on that fateful morning. He had turned to his boss uh, as they were sort of organizing their day and he had said, um, this should be an easy day. That's what he said to his boss. And I don't know if you remember Andrew Card's name. It's, it's not a terribly memorable name, but the day was memorable and his job was memorable and his, and his boss was very memorable. Andrew Card was the chief of staff to the President of the United States on September 11, 2001. And all they had to do that day, all they had to do that day, was go and have the President read uh, some children's books at the elementary school in Sarasota, Florida, where they were that day, and then talk about No Child Left Behind. That's, that's all they had to do that day. And then they were going to fly back and, and get back to you know, running the country. And Of course, it didn't turn out to be an easy day. And, 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 and I don't want to at all try to equate any of our days or any of our weeks with that generationally catastrophic day. And yet, and yet there is a truth that any one of us on any given day look out in front of us and say, yeah, you know, today's going to be an easy day. I, I, I know I've got to be there, there, and there, and, and I'll do it, and then I'll be home and have dinner together, and it'll be an easy day. But we don't know, do we? We, 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 we don't know what's coming. And, and, and if you had asked me a week ago what kind of week I was going to have, I would have told you that this week is going to be an easy week. This week's going to be an easy week. And I wouldn't have known that, that, that this conversation would be difficult and that conversation would be difficult and this conversation would break my heart. And I wouldn't know that... that, that, that All of that would be used by God to grow me by grace. But I can't do it on my own. And and some of the challenges, even just this past week, some of the challenges are external. And some of them, some of them, while they in, involve me, I mean, the, the real, the real trouble is, you know, is is over there, and I'm just, I'm just, you know, interacting with it. But then, so much of it is not external but internal. So much of the trouble isn't isn't external trouble that somebody's got going on. It's self-inflicted trouble, right? Because I mean, that's, I don't know about your life, but my life is this combination of, oh, that, that, I'm going to have to deal with that, but you started that, and we'll just have to clean it up together. And then, and then so much more of my life is, oh, I started that, and I'm going to have to clean that up, and maybe you'd help me, because it's both external and internal. I mean, it, like, I didn't do that, you did that, but I've got to do it with you. We've got to clean it up together. And we can't do it by ourselves. Cannot. 
So this is, this is the way we say it. I have, I've got this slide. This is the way we say it. Is that not only are we leading people to commit, and not only are we engaging in worship weekly, but we are growing together by grace. We, we, we cannot stop with people saying the words and then believe that, 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 that in isolation they can figure out the rest on their own because I can't figure out the rest on my own. We as a church and we as individuals are moving from one step to the next. And I, and I wrote this down. This, this, I think, is worth saying out loud. I believe these steps, because some of you have been here all three weeks, and at some point, one or two of you are going to go, okay, w- what's up with the steps? Let's, let's, get back to, let's get back to regular old preaching. Hold on, listen. You know, or, or, or this doesn't impact me. You know, like this, 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 what is this about? Scott, what kind of exercise are you doing? You know, listen, I believe this is for all of us. For, for some of us, we've, we've made it through these steps, and we've made it through other steps, okay? For some people in the room, it's like, no, no, this is, this is all in the rearview mirror. But, but for others... But for others, I mean, they're literally going, I should probably do that first one, right? I mean, he keeps talking about it, and other people seem to get, they like it when he talks about it. I should probably do that one. And for others, it's like, well, I've done that one, but man, you just don't know. My, bit, my, my week is so busy, and Sunday mornings is the only time that I get to sleep in, and, and so I don't, what's the purpose of the next one? This is for all of us. And even the arrows, Jesse pointed this out to me, even the arrows are significant. The arrows remind us that some of us are in between in transition. The arrows remind us that that some of us haven't all figured it out and, 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 and there we are, caught in between, but we're still moving. God's still working with us and it happens together. I close with this quote. This is um, from John Wesley in a letter he wrote back in 1760 because that guy, timeless. Everyone, though born of God in an instant, yea, and sanctified in an instant, yet undoubtedly grows by slow degrees. I believe that God's work of sanctifying our hearts, making us holy, happens by slow degrees together. The fruit of the Spirit grows in my life in slow degrees. And I got, a, I got, a, I got three dozen witnesses that'll attest to that. But it happens, nevertheless, together. Let's pray. Lord, you have given us this divine purpose, but you have not left us alone. Cain's question still echoes through the ages. Am I my brother's keeper? And the answer is yes. By your grace, help us to grow.
together that the world might see your fruit bearing forth in our lives. We pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.